This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome back to Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Kyle, and joining me as always is Cody and Ken. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Waiting for you. <laughs> Why? Ladies first. Oh, okay. He's being polite. I, being polite. I was trying to be polite. <laughs> Somebody's got a headache, and it's Friday, yeah. and it's the end of the month, and we and, got lots going on. And they moved Clifford off the release schedule, and <laughs> I just, had entered a whole bunch of dates. Just jump right <laughs> oh, into geez. it. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Yeah. So, so let's get the bad news out of the way. Because it's all going to be good news, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Thanks, Paramount and Paramount Plus. I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah. I have a very strong feeling about this. It's a heck of a guess. <laughs> yeah. So Clifford um, was just unset from the release schedule. So it was just completely taken off. It was um, on September 17th, which September was not looking good. I mean, we were getting a lot of stuff in August. August was great. September, ugh, it was it was rough to begin with. And then October looks fantastic. Like, there's mm. just so many good titles in October. But we really needed a kids movie in September because um, I don't think Paw Patrol, with it being day and date with uh, Peacock, right? Peacock? Uh, I can't keep them no, all straight. No, Paramount Plus. It's Paramount as well. Yeah, that one's Paramount too. Patrol, Okay. Whatever, I can't keep them straight, but it, it's going day and date, and I just don't, I just don't think Paw Patrol is going to stay four or five weeks in the market. Right. right. So, um, it it is kind of a loss. Although I didn't have it going very long, um, I just, I think we still needed it. It wouldn't have hurt anything, that's for yeah. sure. It, it it's good just to keep having kids content come out, just so that way you can see if something sticks. I guess. Yeah you know it might be a nice vacuum for somebody say sony to move up hotel transylvania hmm. out of that october 1st spot intent nudge nudge yeah. guys something now's your time yep <laughs> it's time there's a huge window there mm-hmm. i mean opening the week after paw patrol would give you like five weeks six weeks yeah until adam's family <laughs> yeah without any interruptions yeah <laughs> i'd rather at least see something move up to take advantage than to possibly see something move back, which yeah. lately I've been kind of fearing that might happen. But the, nothing bad has happened, by the right. way, in terms of things moving back. But I just I just have this nervous feeling, and I right. don't like it. I think it's because everybody's cautious right now with the Delta variant rising, and the national media narrative is that it's getting worse in some spots. And, it's getting, and I think L.A. is one of those spots, and we all know that, you know, with all the studio executives living in Los Angeles, um, that that's their perception is their reality. Yeah, and only if, looking out that window. Yeah, if they're seeing that the virus is rising in in L.A., they're, I think that they're, you know, cautious about what to how to move forward. Sure, yeah. So... Um, hopefully, you know, like you said, it doesn't, it's not a harbinger of things to come. Clifford didn't look great. I'm not going to lie. Like it, it was looked, magical and charming. It's a, it was cute, but it was live action. It wasn't an animated thing. Sure. It's, it's not a huge devastating loss. That just sucks for September. September is looking rough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hang in there. We're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be back. <laughs> we're back already, but mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna have a normal September where we always go. There's it's just a a dumping ground for things, and if 
like we said, if one of those kids kid movies moves up, it'll have a lot of breathing room. Normal. Right? Normal is good. <laughs> Sony, it will have a lot of breathing room. <laughs> And that's all we'll say on that. <laughs> so yeah, my as far as booking strategies, that kind of sw- switched up some September stuff. But I'm looking almost towards the end of the year, you know, just trying to get a lay of the land, see what see what's coming up, where my strengths and my weaknesses are. September's looking tough, but October, fantastic. We're going to have yeah. not only are we going to have two animated ki- kids titles with Adams Family and Hotel Transylvania 4, but we're also going to have No Time to Die, mm-hmm. which during the pandemic um, was one of the most requested. When's that coming out? Films. So, and that'll be theater exclusive, and that's going to be phenomenal. And then after that is Halloween Kills, which right. is theater exclusive. Theater again. exclusive, yep. yeah. For, for a 21 day window, and mm-hmm. that's going to be fantastic. And then what do we go into after that? I think there's Dune as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we have questions there. about Dune, uh, but... Dune, Jackass, Ron's Gone Wrong, and then we're in yeah. the first week of November with Ghostbusters and Eternals. And Eternals, right? yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then we get the Thanksgiving holiday stuff, which we'll have Top Gun. We have Top Gun at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, Save we, us, Tom Cruise. Yeah. And then, you <laughs> as know... As you always do. <laughs> into Christmas with a Spider-Man and a new Matrix. and yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty easy to, like, look ahead and see, you know, big swaths of, like, really good content. Yeah. September will be kind of what Ken was saying earlier. It's that usual normal dumping ground month, but normal is kind of good at the same time. So, I guess you can spin it that way. But beyond that, it is filled with promise, and Mm -hmm. that's what we were really looking forward to ever since we started seeing, you know, theaters opening back up and things kind of becoming a more clear picture. I just think about september is that you know we always have a lull in september and that's fine yeah but we usually come off you know a hundred million dollar summer or more yeah true um two two or three hundred million dollar summers and we're not going to do that this year and so you're really going to feel the the lull so much more it's going to be more devastating for people yeah no the list of these films kind of reminds me of 2019 because we went through um lion king and fast and furious and um once upon a time in hollywood was a a surprise that did really well and we had like dora and brian banks and peanut butter falcon (laughs) yeah (laughs) like it was it was a desert as far as movies were concerned yeah like we were like Peanut Butter Falcon. Let's play that everywhere. <laughs> we Let's did give, play it quite a few like, places. But it, a but it is a great movie, places. so I'm happy. We, <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't advertised. Sure, I sure. mean, the grosses were fine, but it wasn't. It wasn't anything we would have played at any other time. Right. <laughs> Just it was. It was what we did because that's all we had. It's what we did because that's what we had to do. A September to remember. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Liz here will definitely be that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's kind of what's going on. No real big SVOG updates, just hanging in there. I'm hearing more and more people every day getting approved for their loans or their their grants, and so that'll be that'll be good. When the money comes in, it'll be good. And it's pretty decent timing right now given that, you know, we're going to have a couple more big weeks and then we're going to hit that September slump, so that extra money'll come in handy. Love it. Love to hear it. Um, by then yeah uh, I don't know about a second round I haven't really looked into it I'm not I think there was some money left over but I'm not sure what they're gonna do they barely are getting through this round <laughs> yeah. so I did get asked about a second round 
today. And I was just like, don't even think that far ahead. I don't know <laughs> if it's going to happen. Let's just get through this first round and then we'll talk. Yeah. Um, so what else we got uh, on we, the docket, guys? Well, we talked we um, talked last week about booking strategies, about front-loading everything. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And, and adding... we're seeing that that it, there's such a drop-off between the first week and the second week. And I think what you're seeing is the first week is such a, an event. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, new movie, this is the opening weekend, and that creates like an event around it. But then if it's available on other platforms, then the once the event part of it is gone then there's like no repeat viewing in the theater there's no reason to go back and we're definitely seeing a huge change in that but even if it's not f9 had a huge drop like it just in general we haven't seen a movie that's held up held up like we're used to seeing no i mean we've had films like cruella and quiet place like fall into a good spot and be consistent but they fell pretty hard it still had some high I mean, a 60 yeah. 60 percent drop <laughs> yeah plus so dedicate extra screens extra show times to new releases and then move on the next week yep. this isn't uh this isn't what we're used to but this is the new normal right now especially if the studios aren't gonna let you have flexibility with your show times if you're not gonna be able to lose underperforming show times you might as well take the whole movie off screen if possible i mean it's just you might be selling out or doing pretty good on one or two but you you need to utilize that screen the whole the whole time you're open not just for one or two shows and i think that that's really hard because the studios are still coming at you from the perspective of like we should be in the market four or five or six weeks or more and the reality is is they've they've ruined that extra that extra play time and so yep. they really don't deserve to be in the market that long because they don't perform and if they don't let you have flexibility to utilize when they perform the best then it's time to kind of move on but Cody haha we made 60 million dollars streaming <laughs> haha What'd you yeah. make after that, though? Random voice that we Scar- don't know what the reference is for? Scarlett Johansson, very upset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson is very mad about um, her movie going day and date. And now she is reportedly suing Disney and is going after them so much that Disney tried to throw her under the bus mm-hmm. in regards to it, which... I don't think necessarily worked. I mean, I think the majority of people are like, no, Disney, you're in the wrong when it comes to, you know, breaching a contract for a movie that was supposed to be exclusively for theaters. So, and on top of that, we're also seeing Emma Stone now considering to be suing right. Disney for the same thing. And also just heard Gerald Butler might also be suing a production company for Olympus Has Fallen. Somehow they breached a contract where he hasn't seen money from that movie. So... <laughs> It's starting to become a thing now, and yeah. I'm kind of happy to see this chaos happening. A well, little bit. I think she timed her news very well, like her yes. lawsuit very well with the um, all the promotion of Jungle Cruise coming out. Um, and, you know, she did she did get screwed over. Uh, if if all the other films in the Mar- all the other Marvel films had opened to over a hundred million dollars and had made five to a billion dollar five hundred million to a billion dollars and all those stars got a portion of the back end and she gets that same deal but then her movie after her character is already dead so she cannot yeah. work more in the future with this character this is her last chance to have a solo which was 
already poorly timed because she should have had a solo movie well before this point. Probably. Anyways, I feel like it was just a gimme from the studio as it like they just didn't appreciate her as a female as the female superhero. Right. They give her this gimme movie. She find this is a, she's like okay this is it, it I'm gonna make this is my last chance to make the big money on this mm-hmm. which she deserves because she's been in it from nearly the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. And and, and then. And then she, the pandemic hits and the studio screws are on her back end. Like, and there's no opportunity for her to reprise her role again to make up for this. Well, it's, she's definitely not going to come back after, you know, this feud that's now going to be waging right. on for a good while. Because Disney was trying to blame her or, or they were pretty much pointing the finger saying, how dare you, you know, complain about this when there's so much bad stuff happening to everyone else when it comes to the pandemic and i'm like well yes but you also are trying to take advantage of the situation by putting Mm -hmm. these big movies day and date because of the pandemic so so she's so she's essentially said that they breached her contract because when she signed her marvel contract there was a stipulation that it had to show in 1500 theaters nationwide on a wide release yeah that was so in the one hand, that was all it was put in our contract mm-hmm. that we know of without seeing the contract. And so technically Disney had shown it on 1500 theater, you know, locations. Right. I don't think that they can argue that it wasn't shown on that many. Um, cause I'm pretty sure it was, it had at least 3000 locations. So about there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it showed on the number of locations that was required, but, but when you sign a contract 10 years ago or what 15 years ago however long it was for your multi pictures there was there's always a certain model and a certain set of you know things in the marketplace that everybody is aware of like a what a theatrical release meant something mm-hmm. even if it wasn't explicitly spelled out and there was exclusivity in the theatrical marketplace and everybody that had done these deals knew that that was the case and they had created the deals based on that scenario. Yes. So it's really disingenuous for Disney to come back and be like, well, technically it's not explicitly written in this contract that we had to, that we couldn't go day and date with this model as long as we applied to the one stipulation that was on 1500 locations. Yeah. It's just, it's just greed. I mean, it's yeah. just, it just makes my skin crawl. Cause you can easily be able to compensate her like a couple of millions more. And well, I think it, so. Not only did Disney throw her character under the bus, saying that she was greedy because she had made twenty million dollars already, mm-hmm. and that she was awful because she's you know we're in a pandemic and people are suffering. How dare she sue us during this time? But they also threw Warner Brothers under the bus, saying there's other studios doing this, and I'm like. Well, Warner's went around and renegotiated with everybody. They fixed it with most of them. They fixed it. Yeah. Yeah. Even Paramount got ahead of it, kind of. I mean, Krasinski and Emily Blunt, they did make headlines of like, hey, we should get compensated because of this change up. And their change up was mainly just a shorter window. But Paramount did go, okay, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, And we'll do that. And we'll do that. And so I think. You know, Disney probably either they negotiated and couldn't come to proper terms because she had an expectation of what she was supposed to be making and mm-hmm. they weren't even going to come close to that because I've heard it from them before. As a company, we're suffering too. 
Right. <laughs> or or they just blew her off. Yeah. So that'll have to be seen what happens with that. But uh, I don't think anybody's perfectly in the right here, especially, especially not Disney, but I don't think they're necessarily, it's a slam dunk win for her either. Yeah. Um, it's Emma Stone and Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to summarize, there's a couple of colluding carrot tops considering cases for canceling cinema compensation. That's what you were writing down, yeah. huh? <laughs> trying to come up with a good... Uh, uh, Nailed it. Oh, what's it called? Sure. Uh, trying to come up with a good old-fashioned play on words. We'll see yeah. what we'll see what the listeners think about that one or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that there's, you know, Emma Stone, when they, they're saying she's considering it, that she might have been under negotiations or talking with them too, and this might yeah. be positioning on her part, and she might not actually be. But you know that was a probably a one-off character for her, and she she probably missed out on compensation that she thought was rightly due. I think what this means moving forward is that you're not going to get the back end deals anymore, and I think you're going to see more stars flex and want to have higher upfront fees, which is kind yeah. of pre-Robert Downey Jr. Back to the scale yeah, system. It kind of was that or bef- quote system, quote system before. Yeah. And so that's when you are you were paying movie stars 20 and $30 million when way you, up front. You yeah. Tom Cruise makes $20 million a film. Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger made $30 million for Terminator 17. Yeah, I think you're going to get back <laughs> to that, but you're going to hear like 40 and $50 million. They're not going oh, yeah. to... They're not going to cheapen themselves. And I, and that just means way more upfront costs from the studios. And I don't know, financing-wise, you know, how they're going to pull those off. Yeah. As, w- with the amount of product that they're trying to create to right. sustain their mo- their various models. I do wonder if, too, that means, in regards to these studios, if they're going to really make sure that they know with certainty on what movie is going to streaming, what movie is going to theaters... And oh, I'm un- sure unfortunately, that... what one's going to be going day and date. I wonder if they're going to be, I mean, obviously this was a testing gr- ground for all of them from the get go, but I think especially after seeing all of these actors flexing and are going, no, 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 like people right. are coming to these movies partially because of me. So I should be compensated for mm-hmm. theaters and for streaming. And it just makes me think that they're going to be, the studios are going to be a lot more careful about how these deals get worked to where and seeing what movies um, will fit those deals and fit what, right? whether it's streaming or theaters. Well, you know, you've got not just actors, but agencies. You've got production. You've got directors. You've got guilds. You've got a whole industry of people around mm-hmm. the, on the creative side that are saying, if you're going to change the accounting dynamics, we're going, you know, we're going to respond in kind. Yeah. No, Disney pissed off two women one that skins dogs <laughs> and then one that kicked the crap out of like 50 people in her last movie <laughs> like okay. seems like a, a bad matchup it just seems like such a bad optics too like you they, they treat it for a company that wants to be so inclusive and family friendly and stuff they just they really treated her so poorly the optics on it have to be awful Bragged oh it's terrible 60 million streaming yeah <laughs> so, yeah we made all this money thank you you get none of it <laughs> just put that off in your hard work and your your talent we made a bunch of money thank you very much oh and as ceo i got a bonus <laughs> because i got so many more subscribers throwing you under the bus i was reading on hollywood reporter just today that 
Feige was trying to make sure like this doesn't go down the route that it's going now. Like he was trying mm-hmm. to tell Disney, "Hey, you got to make sure to compensate Scarlett Johansson. You got to make sure." And and he, he apparently didn't want this to be a day to day from the get go, which kind of makes sense to right. me. Because um, it it I think he saw the he saw the piracy issue yeah. and he knows that everything needs to build up to a certain level, and yeah. and by over supplementing all the supply side of it. Yeah, exactly. I I'm sure that he was witnessing or he at least predicted that that stuff was going to happen, but Mm -hmm. he was trying to make it work behind the scenes. But I think whoever's running it now at Disney was like, no, we'll be okay. We're Disney. We're, we're, we're powerful against this stuff. And it's not a good look. It's not good. I think that's the new on the new CEO. I think so too. I don't, he is not a talent guy. He is not, a film production guy. He came, He's a numbers guy. Yeah, he is completely a numbers guy. And in an industry where it's about relationships and talent and all of that, I think he really stepped in it on this. Oh, yeah. It's almost the same as um, Warner's and HBO where the higher-ups from AT&T, they're numbers guys. Yeah. They're a tech company. They don't understand the talent side and keeping relationships and keeping the talent happy, even though it's not necessarily a, a talent-first industry anymore. Mm-hmm. It still is important and vital in order to keep this stuff from um not working i think i just think they're gonna have a lot of a lot of other actors and creatives and production people are watching this go down and if she doesn't win they're gonna take note and they're gonna be like how did disney prevail why did they prevail what is in my contract and you know i don't i don't think that disney is going to be in a great position i think they're they're between a rock and a hard place. I think if they win on this and they don't have to pay Scarlett Johansson, they're going to pay somebody else down the road a lot more money because somebody else is going to learn from this. Lots of people, more money. Yeah. And, <laughs> then, if, <laughs> and then if they do have to pay her, maybe things go back, but you know, then they've lost in their, in, in their suits. So I was just thinking about all the people floating around the, the idea of Marvel, like, there's always been talk of Tom Cruise and Christian Bale and people like that. Sure. And they're going to ask for everything up front. And oh, you yeah. And how much Tom Cruise. I mean, Jesus Christ, the, guy, <laughs> the guy's going to film his next movie in do, space. Do you think <laughs> if this becomes something, like if she loses and everybody has to get upfront money, do you think you would see $100 million or 80, 80 to 100? I yeah. mean, easily for I like a so. Tom Cruise. Considering yeah. how much they pay for like bad football games on yeah. on television right like those thursday night football games yeah considering how much those go for yeah i mean yeah. those I mean, are the same thing it's three hours and it's gone forever mm-hmm. and this is the same what a movie is right yeah Especially i mean it's what streaming. it's coming into becoming yeah. mm-hmm. it's going to be similar to that yeah. where you're going to see these people like grips making six hundred thousand yeah. dollars mm-hmm. like a strength coach at alabama <laughs> right you know what was really galling to me about disney's statement after she had her you know announced her lawsuit was that they they said that she now has the opportunity to make more money like and be you know more right. employed and it's like how how can you even justify saying that like yeah but it just 
I don't know. But it's you're so already galling. trying to make the most money possible. That's why yeah. you're doing this in the first. I mean, it was a stupid idea to think that it works. But, but, <laughs> but she we was going to character. Ha ha. She can go to Paramount. Ha ha. Yeah. We killed her character. We screwed her on her back end. But yet she because we, we put it on streaming, she's able to make more money. How? How? She doesn't get a portion of that streaming. Right. And it's funny to me. I think it's a minority group but it's there's a small group where you know people are backing up disney and stuff Scarlett johansson they're like oh what's a couple of different million between what she has now and oh, what yeah. she could get and i'm like this is a 20 plus billion dollar industry like yeah, what's they, the difference between that like, they like, can't what, afford it like what do you why are you sticking up for the corporation over you know yeah. granted it is a millionaire actress but she does deserve it but her $50 million pales into comparison of, like, the billions of dollars they generate off of yeah, everything. It's, it's just the same thing as, like, if, you know, a, a, a folk of the common people was uh, trying to make their money, it's thousands of dollars. It's not compared to millions, but you're still trying to make the most money possible. Yeah. Like, well, you want to be compensated. Yeah, it's the well, same thing. It says Hollywood is standing up for her. I don't see a whole lot of other avengers out there no <laughs> flapping <laughs> the breeze i don't see i don't see paul rudd out there yeah. right being like hey you gotta pay her because he got one of those sweet ant-man back-end deals <laughs> yeah. yeah his movie came out pre-pandemic yeah yeah chris evans is probably like i got out the best time well robert yeah. downey jr yeah because <laughs> yeah. he got brought back for more two, two biggest movies ever in yeah. a row yeah yeah oh jeez, it's just I'm happy to see them, you know, stepping up and trying to do what's right, though. Like, this, mm-hmm. I, even with how big they are, they shouldn't get away with that type of thing. It, it's just sickening. Yeah. No, it'll, you know, and it's going to, I think, have a big ripple effect. And other studios saw it happening and tried to compensate, you know, everybody for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Disney did a great job of that because no. I don't think it's in their corporate culture to really take care of their people <laughs> i think that they begrudgingly do it because of negotiations yes. yes i agree they only want to take care of shareholders yes remember when movies were fun yeah <laughs> well we'll see what what happens with that that'll yeah. be that'll be one we'll probably talk about a lot and we'll be oh, watching because yes. it it'll really change now um i'm sure that dwayne johnson and emily blunt are really watching this who knows? Because Jungle Cruise is day and day, and I'm gonna see. You know, see, I think Emily Blunt was probably pretty well versed in this. I don't think it got much further after the Quiet Place thing. Mm, I don't know. You don't wouldn't, know because wouldn't Disney have been like, oh, but we're compensating Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. See, we're good people. I don't know if they've done they've compensated them yet. Hmm. Maybe the they're gonna wait. That would and be see. the easiest counter argument yeah well, we're not be... all bad we compensate dwayne johnson that... everyone loves him yeah hopefully they didn't piss off cruella black widow and then the rock <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the worst yeah. thing we do. it's like real life avengers yeah. <laughs> they're gonna have their end game moment here yeah watch out yeah they're coming for you guys now apparently sean chi is going to be theater exclusive seems like it so um, maybe this problem of day and dating will work itself out. 
Hopefully. Because you know what? She she also is not being talked about. She also lost out big time on back end because of piracy. It wasn't so much oh, that yeah. they were able to put it on Disney+. Plus. I think she could say that they hurt her and cost her income because of the piracy issue. They didn't they didn't make secure you know her the film enough. And I Yeah, totally. And that's I I think that's going to be an interesting topic to move forward on. Speaking of that, I've been noticing a lot more talk about piracy issues ever since we brought it up maybe mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. So I like to think that we were the reason why these talks are I happening so. now. So you're welcome, so. everyone. <laughs> Pat ourselves on the back there. Good job. Good job, SSI team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. We can move on to some more trailers. We got a bunch yeah. this week. Yeah. So you know how you said like October and November look really good? Um, well, we watched a bunch of trailers for that Thanksgiving holiday dropped. Yeah. Seems like What it. was your yeah. favorite one this week? Um. Oh, I don't know. I actually really liked the House of Gucci trailer. I don't know if I'm going to like the movie, but I found the trailer very appealing. And I really like... Because of Gaga? Yeah. I I really (laughs) love my lady Gaga. (laughs) She's awesome. So, like, the four big trailers were that, Mm -hmm. King Richard... Um, was that right? King Richard came out this week. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. card counter and Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I, I'm kind of with Cody. I think House of Gucci does look like the more appealing movie and had the better trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ghostbusters is probably going to be the more widespread movie oh, yeah. based on the name. Way more commercial. The, yeah. Looks fun. I mean, it looks good. It looks fine. It's just a franchise that doesn't need to be a franchise to me. You know what I mean? Like, it has its fan base, but, like, do we really need to have a big franchise for Ghostbusters? I I like the addition of Paul Rudd. I don't like how it's, like, teenagers. Stranger Things vibes. Sure. I don't like the Stranger Things vibe. I like Paul Rudd. I hope to bring back the other guys and go from there on that one. I I don't have very high expectations for Ghostbusters. Yeah. I I'm, think it will be a better movie than the last one. Oh, infinitely better than the last yeah, one. Yeah, but that's that that's a low just, bar. Yeah. So. yeah. I'm pumped about the card counter with Oscar Isaac. I, I just really liked Oscar Isaac in it. He's... I love card movies and gambling movies. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't... I mean, Molly's Game was really good. That was yeah. a few years ago. But uh, yeah, I, I need this in my life. I need... Well, this is like more than just a gambling movie. There's like a twist and a backstory. No, and the, it's Deceit. very... Deceit. Yeah, there's... A little espionage. And... Um, <laughs> oh, who's the gal in it? Uh, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. yeah. That was an interesting pairing. Yeah. So until I had seen the House of Gucci, my, num- my favorite was Card Counter as well. Just because Oscar Isaac is... I don't know if it's that charming, but it's that star quality where you're just captivated by him on screen. By his on-screen presence, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, by his face, Cody. By his face. <laughs> hey, hey, whatever whatever works, on-screen presence. Whatever Ken. it is. I, I get it, though. I think Tom Cruise has that, too, though. You're And Brad Pitt and all of the really Leo. big... Yeah, Leo. Yeah. They, they all have that something about them that you're just captivated. They don't... But Leo's getting a little butterface there, so... <laughs> Yeah, he had his time. He had he his gets time. It. Yeah. Wouldn't he be the opposite of a butterface? No. Because <laughs> he's all chubby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I uh, guess he's an old chubby in the face, so yeah. maybe. But speaking of on-screen presences, what about uh, Will Smith, who is in the lead role in King oh, Richard? That one was good. I yeah. think. I feel like that's going to be really inspirational. Seems know. like it. This yeah. is like the pursuit of happiness, but mm-hmm. like, sports. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> well, it's more relatable. Not everyone has been in deep, like sleep in a subway prop poverty. Yeah, but everybody's had. A coach everybody's had a father everybody's had someone that pushed them mm-hmm. to do something whether whether good or bad like this one is very relatable i liked it too because you know that they attain success it's it, i know it's based on real people they being serena yeah and, Venus Williams, and they which the movie's about yeah and they attained huge success and so it, i i do like how it really pushes you and to you know in a positive direction right. on that like never give up i believe in you i love all that messaging yeah at the same time i hope it's that but also shows the connotations that come with you know having mm-hmm. a father figure who is that driven to i'm sure like to where they've become like it was good of him to do but there also must have been like some you know yeah. really hard times where i don't want them to like gloss over yeah we were talking about this <laughs> if it's if it's going to be a glancing blow or yeah. if it's going to be full frontal parental like verbal yeah. abuse <laughs> like here I'm, it is i don't I, think I'm it'll be that i know cause... i don't i don't think it will either right but yeah. if it does it could cross a line it could be the you know killing a child in the movie or <laughs> having having someone above the title die in the first 10 minutes sure like it could be one of those things sure yeah <laughs> the beginning is a flashback where he's just berating his children <laughs> and it's like ruh row. <laughs> thought this was supposed to be a happy story you're not happy this is no no kurt warner bagging groceries and then finding god (laughs) this is there's no inspiration in this by the way american underdog yeah where's that where's that trailer lionsgate i'm very curious about that movie (laughs) i'm just pumped to see a high v on screen for the first time in cinematic history sure (laughs) (laughs) where there's a helpful smile in every aisle oh my gosh that's your Midwest roots coming out. Damn right. It sure is. <laughs> Iowa Barnstormers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think that wraps up all the topics mm-hmm. that we have for the, the day, right? Yes. I have to make a confession, guys. I just talked so bad about Disney and blah, blah, blah. But we got Disney Plus at the house. Oh. Now, I just, I justified it. <laughs> Because I need to know now when stuff is still on premium access. I don't, there's not like a place to go to look for those dates. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to start adding that to um, silverscreeninsider.com. For research. For Yeah. So I can tell like, like yeah. right now, Cruella is still on pre- uh, premier access. So mm-hmm. that's great. Uh, Raya is not. And um, Black Widow is. So, I mean, it's just, I had to be able to like log in and see. But... I will be paying premium access for Jungle Cruise. Wow. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Even I'm not doing that. I know. It makes me really sick to my stomach traitor! to talk about it. I, I do I very much this. feel like a traitor. But <laughs> our local theater is so bad. And it's it is true. so poorly run. I took my five-year-old son to Space Jam. And we, it was our first movie back in a really long time. We were doing a mom-son date. It was just a special outing for us. And it was one of the worst theatrical experiences I have ever had. And the movie was great. The movie was fun and he enjoyed it. But it took 
20 minutes or more to get through the concession line. There weren't that many people there, but it was just the workers were slow. The, the guy that was in the box wasn't helping them. He was just standing there like twiddling his thumbs, doing nothing. I mean, just, yeah, he did. He looked like an idiot just standing there. He could, he wasn't floating. So that was poorly managed. I got our stuff just in time to, for the movie to start. So we Mm. missed all the previews, which is probably okay. But then they didn't have the right aspect ratio on the on the movie and it was blurry and in the wrong you know in the wrong setting the whole movie and because i was with a five-year-old i couldn't just leave him alone in the auditorium to go say something i was hoping somebody else would but apparently i was in a room full of morons and nobody (laughs) was saying anything and it was just you mean theater patrons sorry that we all know and love yes those people and it just it just ruined it for me so i refuse to go to my local cinema and and it's not an independent it is a national chain it's a regal i was gonna say it rhymes with smeagol yeah but it is a regal it smells like a beagle <laughs> it hasn't a been wet one. it hasn't been updated in like 15 20 years since it was built is these same seats as yeah. when it was built it's just it's like why i I completely understand why consumers don't want to go and spend a whole bunch of money. I spent extra money to get concessions and stuff and had the worst experience. And I think that, you know, in this day and age of where we're being attacked by windowing and technology and changing consumer habits, our biggest threat is just poorly run theaters. You know, if, if the, I I am a person that's so loyal and dedicated to theaters and the theatrical experience. Yeah. Yeah. I can't bring myself to go to the theater because it's just, I was such a waste of money and it was so off putting my experience. Right. And I just wanted to bring it up that even I am looking at Disney plus and stuff now on jungle cruise because I just can't, I just can't spend the money. I can't do it there anymore because it, it's not the experience I should be having. And that is to me, the biggest threat to our industry is that poorly run, mismanaged, cheapened corporate experience. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I mean, oh. I definitely have, I've had my fair share of bad experiences. Some of them I've probably been a bit too forgiving because I understand it's new people trying to work and trying to understand the job. But there's also a fine line where, the corporation itself needs to realize what their industry is heading towards unless if they set an example and set things right for itself and by making the necessary updates. And oh yeah, when you're not going to do that, you're not going to see the outpouring of people to a theater. And, you know, maybe local theaters have a chance and can take advantage of that if other corporations aren't taking advantage of it mm-hmm. either. I Maybe AMC's doing it better. I don't know. I but... totally wish we had an independent high-end theater with luxury recliners dine-in options food and alcohol and i mean that's the experience i want i will gladly spend so much money to have that experience totally and i but on top of that i wanted to be run efficiently i want to get in i don't want to have to wait in line too long for anything i want the presentation to be on par because I'm paying for that. I'm paying the extra for that. Otherwise my TV works great and I have high definition at home and yummy, yummy snacks. And that is our big, (laughs) and that is our big battle. And if they can't produce an experience that's 
better than what I get at home, then I don't know what I'm, why I'm ever choosing them. Yeah, I mean, that's why for, you know, even the common folk that doesn't understand differences between, you know, scope versus flat pictures, oh even they're like, I don't want to go back because I've had a full year of exp- of knowing how to update my experience in my home alone. And mm-hmm. if a theater nearby me isn't doing that, then what's the point? Yeah. But if Regal did want to upgrade, say, their concessions or cleaning supplies or seats, they could get a subscription to Silver Screen Insider and yeah. check out the buyer's guide. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And yeah. find a new concessionaire, new popcorn vendor, new all those new vendors. Yeah. Really up your game. Projection all, equipment. And you should be getting your SVOG stuff. grant. So now's the time. <laughs> now's the time to like revamp those operations. So what we're saying is just just get that Silver Screen Insider subscription and, yeah. and you'll 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 get a better theater out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now there are local other little theaters, but I have to drive half an hour over a pass to get to the next local theater and part of me wants to do that on some films but you know when i have not for all i just can't that's so far out of my that's above and beyond yeah exactly the convenience you're not not gonna drive an hour round trip to see a movie based on an outdated disney ride (laughs) no i'm not gonna do it what yeah (laughs) yeah so I mean, the fact that people within our industry don't even want to go to movie theaters is just... It was shocking. It was the first first time I've ever considered it. It has never... The only other time was Mortal Kombat, and that's because our theater here was closed. And I was like, well, it's going to be on HBO Max, and I've got to see this movie, so I'm going to do it. And we and I did it, and it was fine. I, w- I think it would have been so much better in a theater. And I can guarantee yeah. you Jungle Cruise would be so much better in a properly run, updated nicely managed theater yeah it would be the best experience you could have i'm just not getting that here and it's i i can't do i can't invest in that theater anymore it's just i get it speaking of mortal Kombat, i watched the entire movie the other day in seven minutes what fast forwarding just to the fighting scenes (laughs) and the movie went from a c to an a (laughs) minus would recommend highly recommend seeing as how warner brothers makes all these weird snyder cuts and is willing to do this let's do the seven minute version wb release the seven minute cut of of mortal Mortal Kombat. it's just (laughs) arms and legs being ripped off for seven blood and blood pools like yeah this is cinema 420 (laughs) seconds of death and destruction that's what i want Also make it for Godzilla. All right, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done too. That was my soapbox rant. I just, I wasn't here last week to tell everybody about my experience. And then we had this big discussion about Disney and I was like, you know, I just got to relate. Like, yeah, I'm glad you did where I'm at. And it sucks. I like to go back. I can always go back people. I just, if there's change, if there's change, I will gladly change back to my old habits. Just put all your hate comments uh, on our post at Silver <laughs> yeah. Screen Insider. I know, uh, I'm a traitor. It's terrible. Facebook, Instagram, there's comment sections all over. Go ahead. Yep. Drop <laughs> yeah. a bomb on her. How about you drop a bomb on Regal and be like, get your shit together, Regal. Yeah. Come on. I couldn't agree with you more. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Off the Break podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms and over at silverscreeninsider.com to where, you know, we kept saying Regal. Mm-hmm. If you want some new equipment, we have a buyer's guide to where it has like all the latest equipment information and all the different phone numbers that you can just 
be one call away from changing your experience. But also if you're a theater owner or manager uh, needing updated and accurate film information and uh, marketing assets for all those movies, check us out there. Mm-hmm. Keep those mean comments PG-13. That means, <laughs> that means one F word. Right. <laughs> no. Can get away How about with zero F words? <laughs> Bye, Family everybody. Bye.